Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. Put your hands together for the Lord. Unbelief. When people don't believe, they don't tend to be one. They are not united. Because they don't believe in what is being declared. And the Holy Spirit said, it is the power of unity that brings forth his glory. When the people are not united, you rarely see the glory of God. Because for us to move and be prepared and move forward in the power of the Lord, we have to be united. We have to be united. We have to be together. We have to be what? Nothing should be Nothing should take us out of God's unity to prosper us and bless us. And that every day, we should be one. Now, one interesting thing that many people don't understand is that. You see, for example, when, they, when you say the word, Amen. Amen. When we say, we praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And then we say, Amen. And then you respond, Amen. Many people don't know that that word, Amen, is a word of agreement. Amen simply means it is true. I agree. So when there's a prophetic word, and then you say, Amen, what you are shouting is that you are saying, I agree. That is the meaning of Amen. So, if you agree with God, then why do people don't continue in his agreement? Because we are called to be one with God. In Christ, we are called to be one with God. In other words, we are called to be together. We are called to be united. We are called to be one. We cannot have different mentality and mindset and expect God to move. It is clear that the Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. And the basis for confusion is disagreement, disunity. When people are not one, it is easy for the devil to infiltrate and then bring disunity among the people. But you cannot destroy a people who are one. You cannot destroy a people who are together. And that is why the devil always fights against unity. Jesus said, you cannot go into a strong man's house, okay, and defeat the strong man until you bind the strong man so that you can have the victory that you are looking for. Because when someone is one or is part of a group, it's very difficult for you to destroy the person. So the Bible says that the devil is, is moving to and fro. 
when the Holy Spirit is moving, He wants to move in the power of unity. I said, that was an utter confusion. I get what I'm saying. Every time the Spirit of God wants to move, you want to know that if my people are in agreement with me. If there's no agreement with God, you realize that a lot of things cannot be done. The Bible said of Jesus, he went to his hometown, his, his own people. He went to his own people. You know what happened? The Bible said he could not do many miracles. He could not do many miracles. Why? Because the people did not believe in him. And because the people did not believe in him, there was no agreement with what he wanted to do. So the Bible said he only did some few miracles. In other words, those who were in agreement with him, few, one or two people, and then he left. The majority of the people never had an encounter with God because they never agreed. Unbelief is the major cause of disunity. Unbelief. They never believed. So they never saw miracles. Sometimes when people are, are complaining, oh, God, nothing is happening in my life. What is going on in my life? The question you must ask, do these people agree with God? Are they one with God? Are they united with God? You remember when we started the program, the Bible said, when we read Luke 18, it said, look at this unjust king and will not God avenge his own people? Quickly and speedily he will avenge them. But will he find faith when he comes on the earth? The point is not about what God can do. All that God wants to see is that you agree. Now, you want a job. Are you ready to be one with God when God tells you, get up 3 a.m. and go here? You want a breakthrough? Are you ready to be in one mind with God when God tells you, stand on your feet and pray for five hours? Will you pray? You see people in a broad daylight disagreement with God, yet they are expecting a move of God in their midst. It doesn't happen like that. Before any major move will happen in your life, you need to be one with God. If you are not one with God, forget it. When, when the message of God is coming, this one believes it. This one does not believe it. This one believes it. This one does not believe it. How do you want God to perform? It is because of unbelief among some people. That is why the devil will have a way into the midst of the fold. But if there is a wall of unity and belief and faith and togetherness, no devil can penetrate. No devil can penetrate. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter number 2. And we read from verse number 40. Acts chapter number 2. Verse number 40. From verse 40. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. May we receive this grace in the name of Jesus. Just one day after preaching, 3,000 souls were added. Wow. 
You will see this miracle in this church this year. And they continued. That is verse 42. And they continued steadfastly. They continued. Say continue. Steadfastly in the apostles' teachings. And fellowship. The word doctrine simply means teaching. They continued the apostles' teaching or doctrine. And fellowship in the breaking of bread. And in prayers. They continued. Then fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So, continuing daily with one accord, unity, in the temple, not in the club. Not in the house. Not on the street. In the temple. And breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Amen. This shall be our story in the name of Jesus. As long as there's unity, God works with you. You cannot believe God on one bread and disagree with Him on another bread. The Bible said the church, this one called the time they started fresh, fresh. In other most of the people who got saved, fresh born again people, they had not been in church for a long time. They were very fresh. What they did was that they continued. In other words, they did not stop. They did not continual fellowship is what breathes strong bond of unity. You didn't hear what I said. I said continuous or continual fellowship is what breeds strong bond of unity. They continue daily, 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 daily. They didn't say, Oh, I'm busy. I'm going to do, I'm going to work here. I'm I'm here. Uh, uh, it's church time. Nothing comes before church time. Nothing comes before church time. When it is time for church, I don't care if you are even under, sitting under the armpit of the president. You get up and you move. They met in the temple. And in the temple, the glory of God was revealed. Amen. They were in one accord. If they were not united, do you think all of them? That is why, you see, many people read the story of Ananias and Sapphira, which is in the chapter 5, that they died after they sold their possession. And people ask the question, ah, why did it happen like that? They don't read their Bible very well. Because those, that couple, they were the only couple that wanted to break away from unity. The Bible said everybody were together. They were in one mind, accord, together, one accord. They were the only ones who decided. As for us, we, what the apostles are saying, we don't believe it. Yes, we will set our contribution, but after we have sold it, let's keep part. You never know what will happen tomorrow. Let's keep part and take part. After all, they will not ask how we got our money. Because everybody sold their possession. When even go on, the Bible says there was a man, a Levite, Joseph, he 
those days the Bible said the Levites they even collected tent tight from the people. Now the one who was collecting tight now had to go and sell his possessions and bring all of his possessions to church. That's why if you read my book, Prosperity in Christ, I was teaching about that topic because you see, people think that in Christ, 10% is not even enough. You have everything to give God. If God demands everything from you, you have to give everything. So the man that was demanding 10% from the, from the Jews, when he came to Christ, he went to sell everything and brought everything to the house for the apostles to distribute. He realized that my 10% is not enough. And the Jews, Ananias and Sapphira, they thought they were wiser than the apostles and the Holy Spirit. And they went and sold their possessions. And instead of bringing everything, they kept part and brought part. Spirit of disunity. And God didn't want disunity to stand, have any stand in this church. So he uprooted disunity. And that is why those two, they, they died. They died. When God wants to move, he want to move with people who are one. God will not say, let's go here. And then you are saying, let me go there. Let's do this. Oh, I will do this this way. No, you don't have the vision. It is God who has the vision. Are you here with me? The reason churches grow is not because of what the man of God can do so much. It's because both the congregation and the man of God or woman of God, we are having one mind. When the church is full of unity, it is easy for the Holy Spirit to work and work among us. When you have unbelievers pretending to be believers, so much cannot be done. Jesus proved it. He said he could not do many miracles. He could not do many miracles. And yet these same people who don't believe, when they come to church, they expect the man of God to do so much for them. No, this is not magical. This is not fetish, fetishism. No. We are teaching you, we are raised, you are living a life. In Christ, you are living a life. We are training you to live a life. And part of the life is that you must continue. When the message comes from the pulpit and you receive it, you don't leave church and start doing opposite to what you have heard. That is a sign that you are in disagreement. No, no long talk. You, you, you cannot say on one breath oh apostle I believe in the message that came and then when you left church and you go home you are doing the direct opposite of what you claim you believe that is disagreement that is all you need you are not one with the Holy Spirit because the moment you are one with the Holy Spirit as soon as you leave even his presence what you do is that you continue you don't stop church when we close church meeting it does not mean that your spirituality has also closed it doesn't mean that your faith has also closed. It doesn't mean that your belief has also closed. We continue. We carry along what we have believed. And that is where people are going to see in your homes and see in your, in your area that, ah, indeed, this guy is walking in faith. He's a believer. You just don't come to church and hear the word and go and forget that nothing good will come out of you. They were in one accord. Say one accord. One accord. First Corinthians chapter number one. First Corinthians chapter number one. First Corinthians chapter number one. I read verse number 10. 
First Corinthians chapter number one, verse number ten. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. First Corinthians chapter number. One verse 10. Do you see that? I read it again. Now I plead with you. It is the standard the man of God was even pleading. I should tell you the seriousness of unity. He said, I plead with you. I am begging you. Let's all be by the name of the Lord that you all speak the same thing and that there be no division among you. But that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. How can me, as the apostle of this commission, be saying one thing and then you, as a member of this commission, you will say something else? When God gives an instruction and then we are all moving in the same direction and the Holy Spirit says we should do it this way, then you, you are saying, oh no, oh, I, I'd rather do it this way. That is not unity. We cannot get anywhere with that kind of attitude. He said, I plead with you in the name of the Lord. When God says we should meet at 5 a.m., you don't say, oh, Charlie, 5 a.m., me, I can't come. I can't come. What are you are speaking differently from the voice of the Lord? Sometimes some people behave that they be know better than God. They behave that they know better than God. Now, you think that God does not know that you are working. Yet he told us that we should meet at 3 p.m. You think he doesn't know? You think God doesn't know that you are working. Yet he gave an instruction to the apostle of the house. Let's meet at 3 p.m. and pray. You think he doesn't know? So what makes you think that you, you know more than God? And at the time that God wants you to do something, you question him and then you present excuses to him. That is not unity. This year, as we prepare for the Lord's return, you cannot have your own mind. Tell your neighbor, you cannot have your own mind. You cannot be thinking your way and expect God to be doing his things in your life. If you want God to do his works in your life, then you better agree with him. Then you better be one with him. People come to church. They want jobs. They want marriage. They want this. They want that. God bless me. Oh. God prosper me. Oh. God do this for me. Oh. God do this for me. Oh. God do this for me. But when God tells them, do a, they say, ah, this one there is too much. I can't do it can't do it i remember when i've said this story before i remember when i got born again fresh the very first day i told you how i got born again i was sick and i was dying today i put on flesh that day when you see me even my 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 niece nice was bigger than me i was like broomstick and in those days in the early 2000 you know because of the lifestyle we were living me, I thought that I had had AIDS. And you know, those days is when the AIDS message too was, was green in the system. Those days when I take a daily graphic and I see AIDS, and then my stomach would turn like. Because I knew the lifestyle I was living. One day, Jesus appeared to me and visited me in my room. The doctors had told me, Charlie, this it was typhoid. 
that that typhoid was rare, according to the doctors. It was so severe. I was on injection for 30 days. Can you believe it? Every day, I go for a right botox injection. Left botox injection. One day, I was going to the hospital. I was talking like this. The doctor saw me and said, Oh, Peter, you are suffering. I feel for you. I said, I said, Doctor, when will this thing be over? I was tired. I was tired. The nurses gave me injection. I became friends with all the nurses. By the time I got to the hospital, they have prepared my injection. Hey! I was tired. And then Jesus appeared to me in my room. And I said, through the face of a man of God, that if I don't pray for you, and heal you. 50 days from today, you're going to die. When I woke up and I counted the 50 days, it was falling on my birthday the following year. Exactly on my birthday the following year. And then he prayed for me. The first thing that happened, I woke up from the sleep. And I said, I said, I've never done it in my life before. That day, first day. I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for healing me. I was crying in praises. That day was Saturday. The following day was Sunday. Ah, I went to look for a church. And my, you know, my, that's why I attended a life chapel. That's where my mom used to go before she traveled to America. So I went to the Orion Cinema. I went 6 a.m. That's why I don't get late for church. But the very first day I started, decided to go to church. I don't make late. 6 a.m. I was in church. When I went there, the doors were not open. I stood there and then the usher started coming in. We prepared a place. And I was sitting, this is where the pastors are sitting. Sitting. The next line, I was sitting there. Where is the man of God coming? I was there, 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 there. The man of God came. Prophetic. Da, 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 da. Whilst I was sitting down there, you know me, I love to sing. I love how the, the choir was singing. Powerful song. It was moving me in the spirit. So, whilst I was there, I decided that I will go and join the choir after everything. Because this time, if Jesus has healed me, I will not play. Whilst I was contemplating of joining the choir, I heard a voice, clear voice, like I'm speaking to you, that don't join the choir, join the ushers. Those were the words. So I turned, thinking that someone was talking to me, but there was no one talking to me. So I kept it to myself. So after the service, the announcement, the pastor said, if you want to join any department, whether choir, whether this, after church, come and see this, 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 this. So instead of going to the choir, I went to the, uh, the ushers. And they welcomed me nicely. The Tuesday, that was a Sunday, the Tuesday, the bishop was standing a crusade at the mom. That time, there was no Dubai. The mom could not park. And I've just joined the ushers today, Sunday. And they told me that if I want to be part of it, I must buy all the uniforms from the week. So I said, yes, I'll buy it. I'm teaching you what unity does. I didn't say, oh, I just joined today. I, have to, I don't have money. I, this, 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 this. No, no, no. As soon as they told me, I said, that day they, they came to church with a cloth that the ushers will wear on the Friday of the program. I said, how much is the cloth? They gave me the price. I said, give me three years. I bought it there. The following Monday, I went to Kantamantu. Hey, Tali, Benda Boutique. I went and I did my selections. Bought all the colors of the, of the uniform for the week. Bought my suit. Bought everything. I was so happy. So energetic. When they saw me Monday, 
the ushers were told to come and meet and pray. In preparation for the week's activity, I was there, 4 p.m. I was there. Meeting was starting at 5. 4 p.m. I was there. When the leader saw me, he said, wow, Peter, you've done so well. We were there praying, praying. Then people would come and pray. Tuesday, we started the program. Master, fine boy who loves women. I was carrying chairs on my head from Orion Cinema to Mami Dokunuspa. The one girl that I was doing the lie some time ago, she saw me, one of them. Peter! She has seen me carrying chairs. I was so embarrassed that this girl has seen me. But this is the result of all of those embarrassments. I am standing here preaching before this many people. That is what unity does to you. When you are united with God's vision and with God's purpose for your life, you don't say me, I am doing my own things. No way. You will not see the glory of God. Had that not become part of the horses and I had gone to the, to the choir because that's what I wanted to do, I may not be standing here. Because God wanted me to be part of the horses and the horses broke me down. Like it, it took all of my pride and my arrogance and all it took all those things away from me. Come on, come and see me in my suit scrapping the floor. I'm not, I'm not even thinking twice. Today you tell people to do things in the church. They are looking at themselves. They are, they are measuring themselves. They are so-called standard. And thinking that ah, this one is too small for me. Who born you? Are you bigger than the glory of God? Answer. Those days. You, you come to church the time you feel like coming. <laughs> yeah, 5.30 a.m. I have left the house. I'm on my way to church. As soon as I get there, first person, when I became an usher, I never was late. Never. And that's why I mean, when it comes to lateness, sometimes I wonder how some of you do it. I wonder how some of you, you get late to it. I just don't get it. Because, yes, God told me. He said, when you are late for church, there are some blessings you miss. I was told. Sometimes the prayers we pray before we start church, you don't know the blessings that are involved. Some of you know the time that apostle will start teaching. So you gauge that you, you skip opening prayer, skip praise and worship, and then boom, you come and enter the church when apostle is preaching. So after all, you know, teaching will start around 8. Oh. You come early, you'll be part of everything. And you see how God will bless you. Say unity. Unity has brought us this far because we were in one mind. We were speaking the same thing. You will not see me. Those days, it is today. When God took me to the Bible school and, and, and made me to encounter another dimension of his word. My, my, my prophet back there would not teach me something for me to say something else. That is why some churches, they don't grow. Because the members are having their own mind. It doesn't matter what the man of God or woman of God teaches. They don't continue saying the same things. And I pray that this year, you shall speak the same thing and have the same mind in the mighty name of Jesus. That is the only way you can be ready for the Lord. That is the only way. What you speak, what you receive from here is what you must continue. Praise the Lord. First Peter. First Peter. 
First Peter chapter number three. First Peter chapter number three. He said, verse eight. First Peter three, verse eight. He said, finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tender-hearted. Be courteous. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. Knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. Be of one mind. Pray like people, listen. If this church is going to see the glory of God in a massive way, I demand that all of you become one mind. Don't have your own mind. You want to see prosperity. Some of you don't know why God prospers us. You don't know this. There are some secrets you don't know. And that's what I'm teaching you. Look at, look at Abraham. The man was one mind with God. God tells him, get up, take your son and go and sacrifice. Come. He took his son. There was no disagreement. He didn't say, ah, God, but you just gave me this son. Why do you want me to be? No, 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 God, give me something else. No way. He didn't do that. As soon as God said, take your son and go and sacrifice, boom, he took the son. Because I believe God. When you believe God, you will see it in your actions. I'm telling you, when you believe, you will see it in your action. When you, can you come to church and you are sleeping and then you tell me that you, you are, no, it's not possible. Your life is dependent on what you are hearing. Your life is dependent on what you are hearing. When you come to church, you hear, you take your notes, you take your jotters, you are writing, you are writing, you are writing, you are writing, recording them so that you can receive something more even when you are not here. Because you want to continue. That's why when I tell you come to church, take notes. Take notes, you write notes, everybody. And when you go home, you can continue. Amen, somebody. Tell your neighbor, be of one mind. Oh, you didn't say it was say be of one mind. Be of one mind. In the name of Jesus. Philippians 2 2. Philippians chapter number 2, verse 2. Philippians chapter number 2, verse number 2. Fulfill my joy by being like minded, having the same love, being of one accord of one mind let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit but in loneliness of mind let each uh, let each esteem others better than himself in other words your neighbor that is sitting beside you right now you have to see him or her better than you it is not like it's not you are not saying that so that you'll be feeling that you are inferior no until you see someone even better than you, you cannot serve the person. You cannot, you cannot cherish the person. When you see that you, you are the, the most superior, the most important, the most this, you are expecting others to rather render that kind of so-called respect and all those things that you need. But when you value others more, okay, what you do that you respect them, you love them, you cherish them. You are able to do more for them. Are you getting what I'm teaching you? Actually, there are over 100 verses in the Bible that I can give you. That talks about one mind. And in all of those instances, when you read all those verses, you realize that those who were united always encountered glory in another level. 
Unity is the secret. Unity is the secret. Unity in the faith. Unity in the spirit. This church, whatever God wants us to do this year and beyond, every member must be one. We are moving at 3 a.m. to this place to go and preach. He doesn't say, oh, 3 a.m., I, I overslept. Oh, where I'm staying is too far. I can't get here at 3 a.m. Master, where there's a will, it's a say, there's a way. People stay very far. People stay very far, eh? When they want visa, and they tell them to report at 6 a.m., they find a way. Visa, you go to America, they will find a way. They'll come and hire a hotel and sleep overnight, closer to the embassy, so that they can get up early and get to the embassy early. Those days that the embassies are not even behaving like this. You go, I was going to the UK, and people had come to line up stones. Every stone is a human being. And people will pay. Some people will go and sleep. Me, me, me. I've gone to the UK embassy and slept the previous night before. I left the home. If my interview is tomorrow, I left the house today. 9 p.m. I didn't even go at 12. I went to 9 p.m. Me, I always want to be first. When I got there at 9, 9 p.m., the guys who have been putting the stones down and selling, I said, I say, yes, I, I have an interview appointment tomorrow. He said, ah, don't you have a house? I said, have a house. You don't come to interview this early. I said, but what are you so doing here? He said, no, you go home and sleep. We'll sell you one of these stones. Which one do you want? The first one or second one? I said, no, me, I'll stand in front. So there was a stone, like a brick somewhere. I was sitting there sitting there and then i'll be snoring uh, dozing off and the mosquitoes pia, pia. hey visa and two three minutes i'll check if my documents are intact and because of the attitude of the people there was a woman who who sells food and snacks at night because you realize that people come at night i was there when i lifted my the woman was arranging her items i said god you are good and then i went and i had something to eat and came to sit down continue i continued because of visa from that night 5 30 the security people started coming around started arranging things arranging six they blew a whistle by four you know by three people have started trooping in and the people were cashing in on the stones so every stone is a human being you buy it and then they remove the stone and then you stand in that position now it's number one standing there 6 a.m i was feeling good my eyes were red and i was still standing there lo and behold when i entered the interview i believe the interviewer when she saw how my eyes were red he said no if i give you visa and you go to uk what you go and do there you won't come back again my eyes were red once the lady was talking to me i was even dozing off no 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 she took the stamp boom reject That was my first interview reject. I said, yeah. Why didn't I sleep? Wasted my sleep. They rejected me the visa. So the next time when I was going for the interview, no, no, I, 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 I didn't go like that. This time, they Charlie, I've learned my lesson. And that one more, I got it. The one that I went to sleep more, I didn't get it. Why am I saying all this example? Sometimes people think that you can do things your own way. There's no excuse. Tell me, but there's no excuse. 
worthy of living and be in agreement with God. There's no excuse. If God says, wake up and pray every day for the rest of the year, 2 a.m., my friend, don't sit down and run your mouth. Okay, my daughter said, I should have enough rest. You and your God, God and your daughter, which one will you listen to? Be of one mind. Amen. Are you there with me? I want to give you six things, oh, sorry, five things that resist unity. Five things that resist, they resist unity. When you see these things, you know that disunity will be prevailing. Amen. Disunity will be prevailing. Are you there? One, selfish ambition. Selfish ambition is the reason people or a group of people are not united. Selfish ambition. We are all going this direction. The person is looking for what he or she wants. Looking for what he or she wants. Oh, let's do it this way. He said, no, no, this one. No, no, no. Selfish ambition. Selfishness is the number one killer of unity. Selfishness. James chapter 3. James chapter number 3. James chapter number 3. I read from verse number 14. James chapter 3 from verse 14. It says, but if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom, the wisdom of selfish ambition, does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist or self-ambition exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Confusion and every evil thing are there. It is selfishness that makes people to sleep in church. Selfishness that makes people not to give. So look at Ananias and Sapphira. You think you are the only one who wants to build a house. So when the church wants to do something, oh, I'm building a house. I don't have money to give. I don't have money to waste. You go and build that house that you will leave behind. Or go and build that house that one earthquake will bring to the ground. Or go and build that house that one day as you are sleeping, the assembly will come and say, this place you are building a house, you are built on a waterway, so we are coming to destroy it. Some people are not thinking the way of God. I'm building, I'm busy, I'm doing it. I ain't the only one who is paying school fees. So much that when it is time for you to give, you have selfish ambition. No, I'm, I'm not part, I, I can't do it. When I see such people, I cry for them. But they don't know what they are doing. Amen. Well, he said, that is why Ananias and Sapphira, they suffered what they suffered. Because that kind of ambition, selfishness, he said, it is sensual. I like what he said. He said, it is demonic. Demonic. When you have a thought, me, when like the group, we are doing something, the whole church, we are doing something, and then the thought comes to you, oh me, I won't do something. Oh, I have somewhere to go. I have an appointment. Oh, that same time God said we should meet. I'm also going somewhere. I'm also going to. He said it's a demonic thing. It's not from God. It's not from God. It's not from God. Me, put church thing there and put whatever there. 100%. You will not get me doing your thing. I'll go to church. 
That is me. Yeah. Recently, my, my, my auntie passed away. Very, very good auntie of mine. She loved me. You know. I told the family, I said, I am sorry. I cannot come to the funeral. I say why? That day we were doing ordination for the pastors. I did not go to the... I was here ordaining pastors. Funeral was going on. Didn't, didn't they bury the, the dead? They buried the dead. You know, there are some things you must make up your mind. We are not here to be going to funerals. And here going for weddings and parties and family things and gathering village and, and city. And, and what. We don't have that time. We don't have that time. On your way to a funeral, whilst church is going on, Jesus will show up. Then you will know your smoothness level. You must decide. Make up your mind. I am only where Jesus is. He said, where two or three people gather in my name. In my name. When we gather our funerals, we don't gather in the name of Jesus. We gather in the name of the dead. That is why when you go to a funeral and you, you like your pastor, they want to preach. Some people will be looking at you like that. Say, Charlie, it is, not, it is not here that you have to preach. Yes. Oh, one day I went to bury me. I don't like going to funerals actually, as a person. If you like, if you see me, I don't like going to bless food. No, 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 no. If you say, come and bless the dead body. What do dead body bless? How is the dead body going to use the blessing? The only way that the dead body will be blessed is by the dead body coming back to life. But whatever you are saying, the Bible says, whatever you say to the dead body, as he heard it. I was, I went there, and I thought, oh, it's an opportunity to preach Jesus. Whilst I was preaching. I saw some young boys in the crowd. They have gone for aquateshi bottle, sharing it, drinking, and they will take their this and they will be making noise. Go, 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 go. Make it, what's I was talking? Making noise. Making noise. You know why? They said the man that was there that I went to go and organize the funeral. That man was their campaign. The the blue kiosk campaign. Go grow campaign. It's not he. He said that man cried. He was not going to church. No, it was the son that came to beg me to go and do it for him. And that day, since that day, I said, "Me, ah, I am that abasa." So, if you don't go to the funeral, what will happen to you? Nothing will happen. To you. Nothing will happen. To you. Be of one mind. Amen. Be of one mind. Don't let selfishness, self-seeking. Ah, okay. You want us to do this one? Okay. What am I getting? What am I getting? We gave, we gave someone money to go and do something for this church. We did the same thing this year. And the item is costing half of what the person took to do for us two years ago. The thing was costing more two years ago. We went to do the same thing this year. And the thing is costing half of what the person took the money two years ago. And the person was in the church. Self-seeking. How can you be charging your church where you belong? 100% of what the thing was costing. Meaning that even what we paid this year, we do that same thing. It was not even costing half of that amount back then. Because two years ago, inflation, two years. A person was sitting in church. Selfish. So, I asked him, so, uh, Apostle, whatever I do for the church, I don't add, I don't add anything. No, I don't add anything. Meanwhile, he has added over 100% sitting in the church. 
You think God will bless you? You lie through your nose. And you are telling him God will bless you. And he was here. Shouting amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And seeking his own way. Everything. Apostle. If we didn't stand to our ground to do our own media work. He wanted to bring us people to do media work for us. And he was. If you know how much we are going to pay per every Sunday. After the video shoot. If we gather those money and bought our own cameras and everything. Sit in church. Sitting in a church. Selfish ambition. When people are selfish, they don't agree with people. Because they are seeking their own. They are seeking their comfort. Oh me, I can't wake up at 3 a.m. and pray. I can't I don't have data. Yesterday when we joined on Zoom, not everybody was there. Excuse if I want to ask. Oh, Pastor. This, 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 this is not how unity works. It's not how unity works. Miriam and I, we went somewhere yesterday. We came, we were tired. But I still came and I did a church online. Why? I have made up my mind. Even if, for want of understanding, I'm in the washroom and my stomach is turning and I'm doing good to my body and it's time for church, I must carry my things in my stomach and come and do it. This is how my mentality is. I slept late yesterday. And the Holy Spirit woke me up. Yeah, get up. Get up for church. That's how it is. But if you always think it, let me sort out my convenience before I do for God. Do you know how many people have lost opportunities in their lives by delaying? I'm going to that point very soon. Amen. Just follow me. So selfish ambition, get rid of it. Don't think about yourself first. Think about the bigger picture. You don't, if you don't come to church, you should know that you have created one empty space. It doesn't matter your convenience. You have created one empty space. If nobody sits on that church, you have allowed space in the church. That's why I, mean, I can't sit at home. I don't come to church every day because I'm the senior pastor here. Even when I had not become a pastor, I never missed church. Hey! This is where I encountered the blessings of God. He didn't you read it with me. He said, and they continue daily in the temple. This year, get ready. I know some of you, we have pumped you for a long time. We only have church service um, twice a week, Friday and Sunday. And then, rest this year. <laughs> we are rewiring your mentality. Get ready for 30 days power and glory. It is coming. After 14 days, the next major one, 30 days power and glory. Every day, including Saturday, we are here. They get ready. We are not joking. No. Because people, people are, are so lazy with the things of the spirit that they miss a major fire. Every day. And the people didn't even complain. Every day they were in the temple. And they were fellowshipping. They were praying. If you don't, you, if you don't forget to go to work every day to chase money. 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 Money that you leave behind in this world. How much more the thing that will follow you to heaven? You should be chasing it not every day. Every second. You'll be chasing the things that will follow you to heaven. Every second. Every second. Two. 
Are you there? Fear. Fear. It's one reason that people are not always part of the unity drive. Philippians chapter number Philippians chapter number one. Philippians chapter number one. And I'm going to read this particular um, verse from the Amplified. And it's for a reason. Because I want you to understand it in a better way. Amplified. Philippians chapter number one. Verse number 28 in the Amplified. It says, And do not for a moment be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents and adversaries. For such constancy and fearlessness will be a clear sign, proof and seal to them of their impending destruction. But a sure token and evidence of your deliverance and salvation and that from God. Let me break this old big English down. When you are full of fear, when God said we should move in a direction, and then you are full of fear, you are allowing your opponent, the adversary, the devil, to bring you defeat. We say, preparation, we walk by faith, not by sight. Why do we walk by faith, not by sight? If you are going to walk by sight, you will be full of fear. You see what the devil is doing? Say, hey, this one, is this possible? We can't, we can't do it though. Nah, this one is not possible. Let me find somewhere and sit. Let me find somewhere and sit. But when you walk in faith, it's like you are walking in blindness to what you see and then walking in sight of faith. And he's saying that that fearlessness, your opposition and adversaries, when they see how you are fearless, they know that ah, their distraction has come. Because nobody can defeat a group of people who are united and are fearless. Nobody. People can be together. But if there's an element of fear, the group will not move forward. But the moment there's fearlessness, unity becomes something that will bring a reward. The Bible says in the book of Timothy, first Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of what? Second Timothy, given a spirit of what? Fear, by the word, power, love, and sound mind. Church, be fearless. Tell your neighbor, be fearless. They say, oh, hey, I, I am shy. Shyness is part of fear. I'm shy. Hey, they say we should go and preach. Yeah, I don't know how to talk to people. I'm, I'm afraid what people will say about me. Oh, this, this, this. I'm afraid. Me, I'm shy. No, you're afraid. You are resisting unity. Because you, when you preach to someone, I also preach to someone. This one also preach to someone. This one also preach to someone. And we are all united in one mind and one ambition before the Lord. Do you know what is going to happen? God will begin to bear the fruit of his joy and glory upon us so that we will see it. You don't live your life being detected to by what you see by sight. As a Christian, you live your life by the dictate of God's word. And you must be fearless. He told Joshua, I said to you, be courageous. Fear not. Many times Jesus told the disciples, fear not, fear not, fear not. Every time fear is there, God cannot use you. This year, may fear never be found in your heart. Whatever you want to do. 
I told you last recently about the story about that my power, one of my pastors, the Elmina pastor, who walked miles to come to church. Miles. He was determined to be in church. He didn't say, I don't have TNT. I am this. He walked miles to come to church. And God glorified him. You see, there are some decisions you take in your life. You know, because you don't want to miss the opportunity, you know, to not always be one with God, you take that decision. This year, unity will get you far in Jesus' name. I say unity will take you far in Jesus' name. Three, lack of understanding. Lack of understanding is a resistor to unity. The simple thing is that if you don't understand something, ask for clarity. If you don't understand something, ask so that it will further explain. But don't get out with ignorance and lack of understanding and doing what you want to do instead of what we have to do. In unity, you don't speak like I, I, this is what I have to do. This is what we have to do we collectively what you are doing must synchronize with we not with i if the ushers are supposed to wear suits 365 days you don't open your mouth and say me i don't have suit i wear what i have you wear what you have that is the spirit demon james said demonic spirit when god told me that i should be wearing suit to come to church Yes, under the sun. Who wear suit? I don't think so. Ask my wife. I sweat a lot. Amasa, when God has spoken, put sweat aside. Away. I obey instructions. Simple instructions. The Bible says, in the multitude of counsel, there's what? A safety. Some of you, when you resisted instruction, you have fallen into all kinds of temptation. Wear long dress. You say you wear short skirt. Now you realize that as soon as you sat in the taxi, the short skirt tore. Now you came to church and asked for, please give me cloth. Cloth to wrap myself. Long cloth has been given to you. Disobedience. Amen. Are you there? Isaiah 6. Isaiah chapter number 6. Isaiah chapter number 6. Look at what God said. Verse 10. Make the heart of these people fat. Make their ears heavy. And shut their eyes. Lest they see with their eyes. And hear with their ears. And understand with their heart. And turn again and be healed. In other words. Where there is lack of understanding. There is no healing. There is no, there is no togetherness. There is no growth. It is lack of understanding that brings lack of healing. Lack of understanding. Remember, um, last year, 2021, I had a whole month series teaching on understanding. I'll teach it again this year, if God permits. Your understanding is key. Understand? You see, a football manager and a team. When the players on the pitch and they don't understand the coach's instruction, they will be playing their own style of play. But what brings teamwork is when everyone clearly understands the instruction. Do this. Do it this way. Don't do it your way. Don't do it your way. Listen, 
Let me say, thank you, Holy Spirit. Look at what the Holy Spirit just dropped into my spirit. You know, there are some people, they say, oh, oh, uh, in spite of what I do, we are not appreciated. Or oh, I am not appreciated. I am not appreciated. I'm working hard for the Lord, but I'm not appreciated. Listen, let me tell you the truth. You can be working hard in the church. The question you must ask yourself, are you working in the confines of God's instruction or you are working hard for yourself? That is a question you should ask yourself. The fact that you are doing things in the church does not mean that you are doing what God says we should do. You ask yourself, am I doing what God says I should do? It is when you do what God says you should do that is when God will tell, hey, commend this one, commend this one, commend this one. You can be doing your own things, busy bodies, doing their own things, and they want, they want God to commend them. No, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. And many people, because of lack of understanding, they do their own things. They do their own. They won't come and ask. Oh, Apostle, how should I do it? What should I do? What is God saying we should do concerning this thing? When you do that, you realize that now all of the things that you do is what makes God happy. And then as soon as you make God happy, what happens is that he begins to bless you. He begins to bless you. He begins to bless you. You can do your own thing. Why will you come to church and then you'll be dozing off? And it's better you stayed at home and slept. How can you be in church and then the word is coming and you are not excited, you are not taking notes, you are not writing anything. When you are busy writing it and listening and having understanding, the joy will penetrate your system. Lack of understanding is a resistor to unity. And the last one, sorry, the last but one, unrepented heart. Unrepented heart. Hey, in the church, eh? We have some people who have never repented but they come to church. I've been saying it. How can you, be, you say you are born again? One year, two years, six months, three months. The same life, attitude, the same way of thinking you used to be thinking. You are still thinking the same thing. No. When you are in the world, you were not coming to church. Now you say you are born again. You are not coming to church. So what has changed? All repentant heart. When you were in the world, you were not praying. Now you say you are born again, coming to church, you are not praying. Unrepented heart. Unrepented heart will always have something to say about what the church is doing together. Hey, the whole church, we are traveling to Sahara Desert to go and spend one week fasting and pray. Say, no, I can't stay in the desert. There's no water there. There's no water there. How, how am I going to survive? There's no food there. Did the God who tell us to go there, will you let us not have water to drink? Didn't he let the children of Israel go through the desert? Didn't he give them water? Didn't he give them food? Didn't he give them meat? Oh, you of little faith. So, John the Baptist said, bear fruit worthy of repentance. And one of the fruit to bear worthy of repentance is that whatever God wants us to do as a family, you are there. And some people, because they have not fully repented, you tell them, come for prayer meetings. They will not show up. They will not come. You rather sit at home, gossip with friends, or go to work, or do all those things. It will not bring them any value. Or repentant heart. If you are here, I pray that you have a 360 degrees turn in your heart. Zachariah 7. Zachariah, the Old Testament. Some of you, you have never opened that book in your Bible. 
I've never been there. You have, how many of you have heard Zachariah before? If you have here and have heard Zachariah, raise your hands. See. Zachariah chapter number 7. I read from verse number 12. Yes. They made their heart as an adamant stone or a diamond point lest they should hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts has sent by his spirit to the former prophet. Therefore, there came great wrath from God, God of hosts. Unrepented heart are the adamant hearts. Adamant. In other words, they are reluctant. They are reluctant. Adamant. They don't want to do it. Where to where's you to church every time we meet? So me and I can't do that. I can't do that. I have my own style of dressing. You, you know, style of dressing before who? God. You think in heaven you're going to do beauty pageant? The Bible says that if Abraham has something to boast of, he couldn't have boasted before God. What do you have that you can use to boast before God? Tell me. You have nothing. Absolutely nothing. Humble yourself. Whatever God tells you to do, do it. Adamant heart. And the last one, dishonor. Dishonor is one of the major resistance to unity. Hebrews chapter number 13. Hebrews chapter number 13. I read verse number 17. Hebrews. Let me go back to my new King James. Hebrews 13, verse number 17. He said, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that will be unprofitable for you. I say, some of you there, when I go before God, I'm giving my account on you. Ayah. I say, God, this one, let me get water and drink first. Because as for this one, he gave me many troubles. <laughs> many troubles. Hey, some of you don't know that the church you are sitting under, the pastor will give an account for you. So don't frustrate me. <laughs> Tell me, but don't frustrate apostle. Don't frustrate when there's dishonor, there's disunity. Yesterday I said something on the church. I don't know whether some of you read it. Bishop Edipo said something. And I read it and I love it. He said, how can you sit under a man of God whom you speak bad about? You speak so evil about the person. And yet you come and sit under the person. And you'll be shouting, Amen, Amen, I receive it. You are joking. There are some people... When they hear something about apostle, instead of them rejecting the people what they are saying, they will say something. Say, ah, so apostle, that is his problem. That's what I don't like about him. I don't like that. Then they will, they will become contributors. They will add more things. Don't think you have been wise. You are a foolish person in the first place. Secondly, when we go to heaven, hey, your account, you know, I'll give it pata, pata. I tell God, this, uh, this, this person, he worried me when I was in the, in, in, on the earth. 
when I told him to do this thing and then he'll do it his own way. It was frustrating your vision. So if it, instead of five star, give him quarter. <laughs> That's what he said. He said when we give account and it is bad, it is unprofitable to you. So if your profit is 10 and I give a very bad account on you, yes, you'll be heavy by your stars a sobete. So me, I'm watching you this year. The people that we say come for prayers, you show up. I'm writing your names down. And I'll present it to you. I say, God, these people, bless them, open doors, let them flow, money. Bro, those who don't come, I say, God, show them something small. I can't. <laughs> nah, nah, I will not pray like that. Amen. But the point is this where there is dishonor, there's no unity. But if you honor your leader, God has placed me over this church. Do you know why God said we should do 14 days prayer festival? Do you know why? You don't know. It is when you come, that is when you will see what God wants us to receive. Until you show up, you will not see anything. You sit at home. You don't come to pray. And then when the year is getting to an end, man of God, prophesy. Prophesy what? When we were getting our year ready for prosperity, you were not here. When you disrespect me, not that some of you, Jesus said, some of you, you honor me with your mouth, but your heart are not with me. I will see in your attitude if you truly honor me or you don't honor me. I'll see in your attitude. Your behavior will show. You know, there are some things, the heart, eh, you cannot hide it forever. You cannot hide it. The way you behave, your facial expression, your body language, it will expose you. As you are doing me, I'm looking at you, documenting. I say, God, Look at what Paul said about Alexander the Coppersman. He said, He did me many harm. May God repay him according to his works. That is not a case. Paul was telling, Paul was trying to make a prayer that God, whatever he did, look at what he did and pay him accordingly. Simple. That is not a case. It's a fair way state. If you work, I'll pay you. If you don't work, I will not pay you. You work well, I'll pay you. You don't work well too, I'll pay you. Whatever work you do, I'll pay you. There's a payment for every kind of work. If you do evil work, God will pay. If you do good work, God will pay. So you better have a better wage than a bad wage. Amen. God tells you, dress well. No, no, no. A pastor likes you too much. Let me be casual. Let me, let me. Right now, we don't, we don't dress you suits like that too. I don't wear, I don't like, I don't like putting on tie. And when you put on tie with your neck here, Some of you, since I met you, you have never worn suits before. And it's not that you don't have suits. You see, some of you, the dressing you dress to church, to be frank, if you are going for a visa appointment, you will not dress like that. You know that. Yeah. When you say, oh, as for church, dear, it is where you give the sanquas. As for church, I can wear whatever I want to wear to church. The Bible says, give your best to God. Give your best to God. It is church you must do put on your Peruvian hair and your best shop. You know, show me, you know, show me spray. Some of you, you don't know those steps. Coming to church, you put on, you wear your best spray, your best suit, your best shoe, your best uh, cabine slit. You don't take your cabine slit to go to a uh, baby shower or house shower as if they are pouring water showering the baby. I mean, when the first day I heard that term, that's what I thought. 
I thought they would put the baby under the shower. And so it's, it's not like that. It's gift. And then you go there, you put on nice makeup. Some of you come to church, you don't even do makeup. But let's let's go. We're going for a wedding. Three hours doing makeup. Maybe I'll go and get my husband. You want to get a glue for your husband at someone's wedding? Someone's wedding. When you're coming to church, where fine guys are around, fine beautiful ladies, you will not look good and come. Dress the best. Tell anybody, always put on your best to church. The best. If you have Rolex watch, bring it to church. Say, Jesus, thank you for giving me Rolex watch. I'm going to church to praise you. Don't wear your Rolex watch to that dinner. The dinner, you put on diamond ring, Rolex watch, diamond chain. Say, this place, executive people are here. And that's what the church who are here. Uh, we are janitors here. Eh? We are cleaners here. The church to the, tell me about the church, we are executive here. We are executive. We are executive. Wear your church and come, best and come to church. Amen. Wear your best. All the 14 days. You slept with how many days? You slept with how many days? You slept with 10 days. Wear your best and come to church. Wear your best. Come and meet God. Amen, somebody. Until I finish the message, we are not closing. I know 9 o'clock is up. Benefit of unity. Let's look at the benefits of unity. The benefits of unity. The benefits of unity. One, safety. One, safety. Joshua chapter number one. Joshua. Chapter number one. The benefits of unity. Joshua chapter number one. God spoke to Joshua. Have I not commanded you, verse 9? Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. Say, wherever I go. It is not empty and that follows you everywhere you go. It is God that follows you everywhere you go. Jesus said, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Safety. Say safety. When you are one with God, when you are united with him, now you don't walk fearful that hey, somebody will harm me. Uh-huh. Then what are you? Who, who are you agreeing with? I walk boldness. Angels are surrounding me. I, angels are with me. Angels are The presence of the Lord is with me. Even when the enemy shows up, he cannot attack me because I have the presence of God with me. Are you here with me? When you agree with God, you have safety. He's always protecting you. He's with you always. Amen. Two, second benefit of unity is that we are able to build faster. We build faster. We build faster when we are united. You remember the story of the town of Babel? Genesis chapter number 11. Genesis chapter number 11. Are you there? We build faster. Genesis 11 from verse 1. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Sinai and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks. 
and baked them thoroughly. They had bricks for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. Today you are crying for asphalt road. Eh? Way back in Genesis, when the whole world was speaking one language, they were making asphalt. For the first century, you are crying for asphaltic roads. Ah, and you are saying we are the most technologically advanced generation. When they were speaking and they didn't have anything, they were producing asphalt. Amen. And they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city, a tower, whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves. You know, it's is selfishness now. Lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one. And they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do now. That nothing, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down there, confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. When the people were together, even God said, these people, because of their unity, whatever they want to do, they will do it. As soon as the languages, yeah? so we were all speaking one language until God decided to break forth the languages. Break forth the languages. And then now, we started having Hausa. We're having Aibé. Anyway, having Ga. We're having French, Spanish, Portuguese. At first, we were, the whole world, they were speaking one language. And when they were united, they decided to build a city. Unity is what needed to be built. If you don't have unity, you cannot build anything. Jesus is building this church. If we are not united with him, how can he build a church? If Jesus is saying, let's do this so that I can build my church, and you, don't, you are not united with him, you cannot do it, so he will not be doing anything. Say unity build. Or say it with bonus. Say unity build. When we stand with the law, it will do so much for us. Amen. Now the fourth benefit of unity is that we become impenetrable. Impenetrable. In other words, nobody can penetrate us. Judges. Let's go to judges. Judges Chapter number five. Amen. When you read from verse one, it talks about how the army of the Lord they went to war, and that everybody went to. It's a long read. When you go home, read from verse one to twenty-five. You will see how the army of the Lord, okay, from all the families of Israel, they came together. And they went for war and they were together and the enemy couldn't penetrate them the philistines fled because they were together you cannot go for battle one person is afraid another person is afraid it's only the leader that is courageous it's an actual apostle he has anointing he has anointing he can bulldoze the demons let us let let us let us hide behind the apostle uh -uh. amen when we are going for war, it's a clarion call. And when we go as a united front, they cannot penetrate us. See, one thing the devil doesn't like is when you resist him. 
when we resist the devil what happens is that he cannot stand he flees he cannot penetrate but if you you provide a way for the devil to enter ah, he will start eating us up he will infiltrate our ranks you put heads against each other because for him all that he's looking for is an opportunity to come in but this year i prophesy over this church any kind of loophole that the devil has found into this church i seal it by the power of the holy ghost in the mighty name of jesus there shall be no penetration we shall be impenetrable in the mighty name of jesus in your homes nothing can penetrate your wall your faith cannot be punctured your belief cannot be punctured in the mighty name of jesus let's quickly finish it up i want to give you four proofs that you are in unity four proofs four proofs of unity what shows that you are you are part of the united front what makes you to believe that my mind is one with the others what will make you believe that you are in one mind and in one heart with the rest number one joy you are always having joy first peter chapter number one joy 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 when you have joy concerning everything that god wants us to do it's a sign to you that you are united in heart you are in one accord first peter chapter one verse eight to nine first peter chapter one verse eight to nine he said whom talking about jesus whom you have not seen you love though now you do not see him yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory receiving the end of your faith the salvation of your souls so as you express how many of us have seen jesus not many christians have seen jesus yet we go to church and we are full of joy we are expressing his glory that should tell you it's a sign of unity that is one part and there's another layer of unity when you do everything god tells you to do in the house of the lord with joy it's a sign that you are in one accord with him the bible says do everything without complaining too many people complain before they do something for god such people listen you will not receive anything from god god tells you do a go with joy do it it's a sign that you are in one agreement with him one accord it may be very inconvenient to you but god knows why you should do it i said with you last time imagine god telling the prophet Uzziah, sleep on one side for 40 days you think it's convenient to sleep on one side for 40 days you think so one side for 40 days the man of god slept there 40 days after he was done he said turn the other side another 40 days and then he turned and he slept he said and then he gave him the meaning of the prophetic direction joy say joy jesus said the bible said about jesus for the joy that was set before him he despised what the same he endured the cross and now he's seated on the right hand of the father may you be exalted this year as you operate in joy i say may your hearts be exalted this year as you operate in joy in the mighty name of jesus as we walk in unity joy is the binding glue huh? no argument apostles say god said we should do this ah, okay let's go sometimes we don't have a the clear picture but as we take the steps of faith then the thing become clearer and the thing become clearer then the thing become clearer that is god wants you to take the steps of faith in joy are you here with me don't let anybody deceive you i want to see the evidence of what you are going to do before i, I move that is not how we operate 
Say joy. Joy. Even when you are not happy. Even when you, are, you feel in your body that you are so tired. One day Pastor Chris said, he said he was going to preach somewhere. But he, he knew that he was so tired. Body pains from his head to his toes. Body pains. And he got up in the morning. He said, as soon as he got to the program, it was like he, he was not the one who got up from bed with all the body pains. Everything disappeared. Healings took place. A lot of things happened. He said, immediately he left the grounds, sat in his private jet, the pains came back. And then whilst he was contesting, God, why has the pains? He said, okay, look for this message that I preached to you and watch it. So he went and grabbed one of his messages. Whilst he was sitting in the plane going back home, he watched the message. He said he didn't even realize that the pains had even disappeared. The pains disappeared. Joy. Joy. When you are doing the work of God with joy, pains don't mean anything to you. Pains don't mean anything. Some people you feel, hey, hey, my, my hair is paining me. Hey, hey, hey. All those things, you will not get any reward. Amen, somebody. Joy. The Bible says, what is your strength? The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord. 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 When I wake up in the morning and I'm full of joy to come and execute God's word, energy is infused. Strength comes and I move on the path of joy. When the joy of the Lord is there, there's no complaining. When the joy of the Lord is there, even when all things are working against you, you have the energy to move forward because the joy is moving forward. I declare over your life that this year you will not lack any oil of joy you will not lack any oil of joy in the mighty name of jesus your joy shall be full 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 proof that you are you are united constant fellowship you are fully constant in fellowship constantly in fellowship fellowship say fellowship now go to hebrews chapter number 10. hebrews chapter number 10. hebrews chapter number 10. hebrews chapter number 10. i read 24 and 25. hebrews chapter number 10. 24 and 25 and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works so why do i consider one another my relationship with you should be able to stir up good works in you and love and look at verse 25 he said not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching tell your neighbor this year don't exempt yourself from church activities we are in a year of preparation the day is approaching the day is approaching if there's any place you spend your time and your resources church say church do like this church 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 whether we are having dawn church meeting midnight church meeting afternoon church meeting 
church. The church must be your office, your kitchen, your bathroom, your bedroom, your office, your everything. Your everything. This is where you encounter the blessings of God. Are you here with me? He said, don't forsake the gathering of yourself. As some of you have been doing, this one there is direct as some of you. As some of you have been doing. You come to church tomorrow, today, tomorrow, you say, I'm on holiday. In the spirit, we don't have holidays. The life of the, we don't have holidays. We don't have constitution day. We don't have this day. Every day, we are working. Tell neighbor, in the spirit, we don't have holidays. Fellowship, say fellowship. Fellowship simply means participation, taking part. Taking part. What are you doing? Ask your neighbor, what are you doing in this church? What, what, what is your role? What is your what do you do in church? What do you do? Some from, since I you entered this church, you come to church and you follow your nails in church. You don't do anything. Participation. That is fellowship. Whatever God said we should do, you are taking part. We are going to talk to go and preach. Hey, I did that song. We are going to Tamale to go and preach. Man of God, reserve my seat for me. I'm going some. Some of you will say we are going. If like today, I come and announce we are going to America for evangelism. How many people will go? You go and bring. You go and bring even relatives who don't attend church here. You go and bring them. Man of God, I have won five souls. I brought them. They too, they will go some to America for evangelism. But let's go to Choco. Oh, Choco, dear. Yeah. Jamestown. Ah, la, 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 la. Those places. Uh, America. Ah. Tell your neighbor, participate. Take part. Take part. Take part. Do like this to your neighbor. Take part. Take part. Take part. Take part. This year. We will not finish this year without having more than 1,000 people in this church. Even as you have said amen and agreed with the vision of God for the year. Don't think it will happen when you sit in the comfort of your home. And be eating and working and fedritity. And think that the source will come. Evangelism, you must be there. Whatever we are doing, you must... you you. You share, there, there are things like, you see when i'm teaching i share a lot of my stories some of you if you have the microphone you don't have two stories to talk about yourself because when we are working you are not there so so the experiences you are not having but when you take part one day when you get the opportunity to hold the mic oh one day i'll travel with apostle and blah 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 happened you have something to say oh, one day we went for evangelism and this person said this you know the experiences are encountered in our participation we encounter god when we participate in the things he tells us to do are you here with me this year i pray for you that you will not exempt yourself from any church activity whether in person or virtual whether we call for virtual meeting we call for in-person meeting every meeting we call may you never be exempted in the name of jesus even as we are preparing for the Lord's return, the next proof that you are united or you are part of unity is diligence. Diligence. Proverbs 13 4. Diligence. 
Diligence, diligence. Diligence. Look at what it says. Verse 4. Proverbs 13. Verse 4. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing. But the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. The soul of a lazy man desires but have nothing. The soul of the diligent shall be made rich. What is diligence? Diligence means swiftness. Swiftness. Quick, quick, quick. Doing things fast, 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 fast. That is diligence. Lazy people, when they are supposed to do something at one, they will put it to two. The two will get to two. You say, no, no, let me shift it to 230. 230, no. Uh, three laziness laziness I pray that this year you shall not be lazy everything God tells you to do do it fast fast he said the one who does things diligently shall be made rich the irony is that lazy people too have plans lazy people too they have plans he said the lazy people they desire lazy people want to build houses lazy people want to marry lazy people want to build a uh, buy car lazy people lazy people want to do things but the bible said they will get nothing church whatever god is instructing us to do this year let us do it quick there's no time for us amen somebody you don't have the last year of time to be postponing to be postponing oh next week what if you don't see next week what if tonight tonight jesus comes Whatever God tells us to do, you do it now. God says, start that business. You start now. You start taking the steps now. You don't wait. Oh, when I get everything, when I get this, when I get that, when I get this, I'll now start laziness. Whatever you have, start. You didn't hear what I said. Whatever you have, start. We started going on television why we didn't have a television grade camera we could have waited and said oh let's let's wait and buy hollywood blockbuster camera one hundred and fifty thousand dollar camera then we can start going to a television start diligence diligence say diligence yes we have been saying we are going to build one hundred twenty thousand church auditorium we have been saying we say we are prophesying we are not waiting to say oh, now we have the members to accommodate one that they will go and build it that is not faith that one is a work against sight now we have a lot of people so we need bigger space to accommodate them no 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 faith is when you don't have that number yet but you are building in faith and then god will fill up the space that is faith diligence diligence say diligence tell your neighbor do things fast for the lord fast fast there are some people god tells them hey let's go and oh i am going to check something here when i come i'm going to do this thing here when i come when i i just can't stand such people I, I, I have something against people when you tell them let's do something for the lord they will tell you one or two reasons why they cannot do it now i just can't stand such people because god wants us to do this quick 
You put your business aside. Put your job aside. Go and do for the Lord when you finish. Go and do your business. And you will see the difference. This year, let that be your mentality. And you will see the difference. The thing is that you go and do your business, your work, everything first. And then when you are done, you come and do for God. So God is like your, your sanquas. Your last thing. Let me go and look for money when I finish. Then I'll come and do for them. No. This year. Whatever God tells us to do, we'll do it fast. So we'll do it fast. Quick. That is diligence. Laziness. The Bible says, Hebrews says 12, that we should not be lazy like the people of old. We should not be lazy. We should be full of faith. So that we can enjoy the glory of God. This year, by diligence, you shall build. By diligence, you shall prosper. By diligence, you shall soar high. By diligence, you shall increase and you shall grow and shall, you, shall, you shall be prosperous in the mighty name of Jesus. Last thing. That shows that you are diligent. Sorry, I have two more. Last but one, dedication. Before the last one, dedication. 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 When you are dedicated, it shows that you are part of the unity in the church. And I went for dedication is commitment. The truth is that there are some people in this church, I can never call them to do certain things for the Lord. It's unfortunately, because they are not dedicated people. If you give them to do something, they will come back with different stories. If you are one of such, repent. You should put your hands on your head if you have been in this church for all this while, I have never called you that God says I should tell you to do A, B, and C. You should, you, you should feel sorry. There are some people, as soon as you close, they hide themselves and they sneak out. They don't want apostles to see them. They don't want any work. They don't want anything to do. Commitment. Dedication. When you dedicate yourself, you show that, ah, I am part of the united front. Amen. Um, first Peter again. Let's go back to First Peter. First Peter one thirteen. First Peter one thirteen. First Peter one thirteen. It says, "Therefore, get up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you, that the revelation of Jesus, that to you are the revelation of Jesus Christ." The term get up, get up, it means I'll be dedicated. Get up the loins of your mind. Be ready. Be totally committed. Be totally committed. Oh, apostle, is there nothing for me to do? Has God not given any instruction for me to do? Uh huh. You are you are not dedicated. You are not dedicated. There are some people who tell them to do something. They say, I'm not available, I'm not around. I'm not available. I'm not around. I'm not available. When I come, I'll come and do it. Hey! You better repent. I'm telling you. You better repent. When you are called, we are going to do this thing. I'm on my way. I told you last time, I said, find an excuse for your excuses. Give your excuses excuse. And let your excuses know. That they cannot prevent you from doing the things of the law. Are you here with me, somebody? That is the only way you're going to get ready for the Lord. Amen. And the last point shall be on our feet, even as we read it. 
the last point that proves that you are united and you are in unity is that you become a giver giving is a sign that you are one with god giving giving exodus 35 exodus 35 i want to show you how the children of israel they gave because of the heart of unity at that point exodus chapter number 35 i read from verse number 20 and all the congregation of the children of israel departed from the presence of moses then everyone came whose heart was stirred and everyone whose spirit was willing and they brought to the lost offering for the work of the tabernacle of the meeting for all of its services and for the holy garment they came both men and women as many as had a willing heart and brought earrings and nose rings rings and necklace all jewelry of gold that is every man who made an offering of gold to the lord and every man with whom was found blue purple and scarlet thread fine linen and goat hair red skins of rams and badger skin brought them everyone who offered an offering of silver or bronze brought the lost offering and everyone with whom was found acacia wood for any work of the services brought it all the women who were gifted artisans span yarn with their hands and brought what they had spun of blue purple and scarlet and finally and it went on and went on in other words when they were having a willing heart a united heart a heart of oneness they are giving you no ban how many people today in our church has given gold as an offering gold they have gold say i'm a gold dealer i'm rich because of you they cannot give gold because their lives are dependent on gold material things giving is a sign that you are united moses was told by the lord build me a tabernacle it's like say build me a church building and gave him the pattern of the tabernacle and gave him all the materials that he needed for the tabernacle and then moses came to the church meeting one day and told the children of israel these are the materials we need to build the tabernacle this is the design of the tabernacle oh and the people said man of god we are with you this one i'm going to take part they took their nose rings that were made with gold they took their earrings that were made with gold their rings that were made with gold they, those who had purple garments they had this they had that everybody said we are going to build the tabernacle of god we are united on this project whatever i have i am bringing it to the table and moses received to the extent the bible said they gave so much even beyond what moses needed and moses had to go back to the children of israel and say stop you have given enough it's okay don't give anymore we have more than enough to build a tabernacle can i tell you to stop giving <laughs> this year can i can i well, some of you are not even giving so I, so I can't even tell you to stop giving there are some of you we when it's time for giving your amen diminishes and they will start turning their head yeah yeah they are trying to hide their face will you be a giver this year i told you on friday spiritual people give we are givers giving is a sign that you are united 
give your time give your life give your resources whatever god wants us to do this year may you be part of it and be and be giving towards it i always say that before you ask why this thing wasn't done ask first yourself what have i done because before you see the problem you want to complain ask yourself what did you do if you had done something maybe that problem wouldn't have existed there are some people oh after all the church we take you know thanksgiving offering we take offering if we need something the church the church can use their money to buy such poverty mentality should not be found among you when you go to some churches the church members some of them they pay for the church they buy air conditions for the church they do this for the church the church yeah that's those same people they give offering they give their thanksgiving offering yet out of their own pocket they buy air conditions they buy buses for the church they buy chairs for the church they build for the church they don't say i have given my offering so if i need something in the church if you have to buy something for the church buy it give it's not every day that if some the church needs something you go to the church administrator we have to buy this thing and then you go and collect money you are not being blessed the bible says without contradiction it is the one who gives who is blessed it's the one who gives who is blessed are you here with me somebody when we are united on god's agenda we are always giving god we are doing you said we should do this one okay what do we need all right no problem this is my shit see let me tell you something sometimes people don't give because they think the size is too small it is the practice that matters the more you start doing it you move from small to medium from medium to large from large to greater start tell your neighbor start giving today start giving and those of you when you are giving you look at what is not nice and you give to the lord you are like hey it is not you see the attitude behind your giving is important if you can give hundred why are you giving five if you can give thousand why are you giving hundred no don't do that he said a lot of things we have to do in the church a lot of things we have a lot of programs we have a lot of things to do you have to give me i don't like doing things on credit credit i don't really it's not i don't really like it like that say so we shall do it you give i shall be a giver this year i'll give more that is why see let me give you a secret god told me something three days ago he said listen gauge your offering and don't repeat what you have been giving every month so my right now my mentality is that whatever i come to church and i've been giving every month i must increase it if you are giving 10 cities for example increase it maybe from from 10 to 11 is an increment from 10 to 15 is an increment don't give the same offering some of you you think oh it is convenient to give five to give ten you are bigger than that don't repeat your tell anybody don't repeat your offerings don't repeat don't repeat if you are giving five think go to ten if you have been giving ten go to 15 20 make up your mind that god i don't want to repeat my offerings and you go to see how god is going to increase you i've just given you a secret god gave me if you take it on board you're going to see it for yourself i've told myself i have positioned my mind to give certain amount of offering 
and my thanksgiving i want to start this month and build 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 because some of us we we we, we want to give big i don't want to be giving small 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 monies you know small 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 no 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 i've told god you know me i'm a giver already but this year i want to go another level in my giving because of what god wants to do amen therefore god will give you the grace to give god will give you the grace to be united this church the spirit like people let's all be united one mind one accord everything god tells us to do let's with joy let's with unity let us do it as true complaining as true bitterness as true self-ambition forget about them and then put your eyes on the road so that all of us will begin to do something glorious for the lord thank you for being a part of today's message this program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the spirit life people for further information kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and youtube channels or find us on all major social media platforms stay blessed and always remember that in christ jesus we are free